Hello, everyone, and welcome to this week's Zing This. You got me, Zinger. And I'm Ellie. And we got some we got some interesting stuff to talk about this week. A good bit of in the news, and we also got the read this for Batman Court of Owls. Yes. So, a few things. One thing being, this is something that got me really excited. So, Jeff Johns posted on his Twitter a image of the Green Lantern symbol with the in brightest day and blackest night, which it's still I don't think it's been completely revealed at what that's hitting at, but apparently the people who are working on the script for the Green Lantern movie are have come out and said that it is supposed to be lethal weapon in space, and they have implied that it is Jon Stewart and Hal Jordan will be the main two Green Lanterns, which... I don't mind that. Jon Stewart, a lot of people are used to him because of the cartoon. And I think Hal Jordan needs to be in it, in in my opinion. I mean, they need to redeem themselves from what happened with the Ryan Reynolds one. So getting him out there and getting people to understand that it's that, you know, this is a completely different Green Lantern is, I think, a big improvement. So and as for the lethal weapon in space, I don't know. what, What do you think of that? I think it sounds pretty cool. Um, I love the new the new show, of yeah. course. Um, and I'd be I'd be down I mean, for that. They're they're space cops, and it's yeah. just I, the other movie didn't handle it that way, and the comics kind of do. It just depends. So, so I who's think who's Murtoff and who's Riggs. I, I see. That's what I was saying. <laughs> I'm like they're both kind of they both don't follow the rules, but they're not a wild cannon. Like if it was Guy Gardner in one of them, then I'd be like, oh, Guy Gardner is obviously going to be the wild one in this right. thing, but. They both at times have a problem with listening to the authority. How Jordan more so than Jon Stewart. Right. So we'll, we'll, I guess we'll see. I mean, I'm just kind of happy that they're kind of taking this as a buddy cop aspect of it, which, I mean, they're space cops, so why not do it that way? Yeah, I can definitely see that. There's been a lot of discussion recently about the Deadpool sequel, mainly Cable, which I'm excited about. I think Cable will be definitely a cool character to have, but... Here's the thing. I I think the other movie, and correct me if I'm wrong, they didn't really do a good job of explaining a lot of people, which I actually enjoyed that. Did they sit right. there and walk you through who Colossus was or N- Negasonic Teenage Warhead? They really <laughs> didn't. They, they just kind of just assumed, hey, you're going to figure out who these people are from context. Enjoy. And I feel like so many movies nowadays over-explain things. Yeah, and I mean, that's the thing. Deadpool, out of all of them, I feel, did a good job of explaining him. Mm -hmm. They kind of were like, we assume you know who Colossus is. If you don't know who Negasan Teenage Warhead is, do you really need to for this? We'll kind of explain as we go. Which, that brings me to this point, is Cable's history is super convoluted. I was actually, we were discussing this the other day, and I started explaining to you a certain aspect of it, and you were like, you have completely lost me, and I'm like, where? And you said, just restart it, and I (laughs) lost you again. So, what would be really cool, in my opinion, my opinion, is if Cable comes on, just comes onto the scene, you get kind of just the briefest amount of he loves guns, he has telekinesis and is a telepath. And kind of that's it. That's that's all you really need. You don't need to know all the stuff about him being the son of uh, Cyclops, the uh, son of the clone of Jean Grey, Madeline Pryor, that he's the whole techno-organic virus thing. You don't... I, I feel like that would be too much. The best thing I think I could do is have Deadpool legitimately 
start to kind of, you know, do his cutaway thing to where he starts to explain to you. And then he goes, oh, actually, you should read New Mutants 87. And that will explain to you the origin or where the first appearance of him. So, and, and I think that would just be great to not only have a fourth wall break, but at the same time, do a fourth wall break that's appropriate to where he doesn't really explain anything. He's just sort of at the same time breaking the fourth wall by acknowledging the comic. So that that would make me happy. Right. But like I said, Cable's just such a weird character when it comes to explaining stuff with him that I think they would take way too long to do that. Before we get to, I'm sure everyone's wondering why we haven't talked about Nintendo Switch yet. We'll get there. But I've got one more little thing first. With the passing of Carrie Fisher... Um, Disney has come out and said that they are not putting her digitally in as either Princess Leia or General Leia Organa in the movies. And they, if I remember correctly, they did wrap on filming with eight. So that's completely okay. wrapped with the filming that they need to do. I think maybe some ADR lines might not have been done yet, but who knows? I, I'm just, I, I'm kind of happy that Disney's putting that forward that they're going to honor her by not you know yeah it's very classy so that's very good on that part mm -hmm. and also speaking of star wars i hope you guys checked out our first episode of our star wars celebration yes, so that we're doing fun. this year already prepping for the next one yep um <laughs> but on that note we do have a few late entries so yeah. we're gonna kind of cut away for a second and we're gonna have a quick discussion we had two more entries come in that were a little late but i'm i'm willing to allow it we had one from the guys at Rumor Flies, which, by the way, if I remember correctly, they might have a new episode out Ooh. very shortly. So excited. They're a great group of guys. They helped us out when we got started. So got to give a shout out and thank them. But they put this to me when I, I asked them the question. They came to me with, the answer is always machete cut, but Rogue One throws a kink in it. But I guess it's optional since it's not one of the numeric ones okay. attached to it. Yeah. So definitely a good answer from Rumor Flies. I mean, we we kind of forced Rogue One to be a part of it. Right. I mean, do you need it technically? No, but no. I think the I think the answer given by the Down the Hall podcast was a great one to how to put that in there. And that was the one I agreed with where you do the episode four, then you watch Rogue One. As sort of a flashback to it and then you do the machete method accordingly afterwards so that's the one i really liked and of course once again thank you to everyone who participated oh, yes. in that so much fun and now we have our other one which comes from carrie from the brokebot mountain podcast if you guys are a fan of westworld definitely check them out i'll have links to both rumor flies them and the down the hall podcast down in our description so if you want to check them out i'll have the links to their twitter but she said, if it were up to me, I would watch four, five, six, seven, and none of the prequels. Star that uh, the story really isn't there. It's convoluted all over the place. The Star Wars I know starts at Rogue One and moves forward. Hmm. So interesting. After I mean, we've I don't want to talk too much. I know we both have wa started to watch Rogue. Uh, not Rogue One, Episode One again. <laughs> right. And yes. I, I know I'm I'm kind of, we were watching it the other night, and I feel I was being a little bit nitpicky with it at times. But And that's fine. We have a whole episode to dive I, into that. Exactly. But <laughs> I, 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 can, I can see where she's coming from with that convoluted statement. And you might see where I'm going to come from on that. 
next month when we do episode one. So stay tuned for that. That should be out actually in probably exactly a month. Yeah. Not giving an exact date. But yes. but but mid month. <laughs> mid 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 month. Yes. So finally, let's move to Switch. Yes. Let's Nint- switch it up and talk about Switch. That's my job to make terrible <laughs> segues. Okay. Well, um, we all know it's March third now. Yay. Are you excited? Are we what are we <sighs> feeling? I don't know. I, I, I like the new Zelda and that's supposed to be a launch title, correct? Yes. So I, I like that it looks like a very cool open, it looks like it's more open world, which is, is a new thing to Zelda. Well, not a new thing, but a new thing that they haven't used in a while, I feel. Right. Kind of since the, I mean, Wind Waker sort of had, had it. Well, I guess it's just something that, that would be cool to see. And this one might take place after Wind Waker. I know that one of our listeners, Kat, put in a very good point about the wreckage looking like right. something that you know might have been flooded which i didn't even notice and that was so good shout out to cat there she commented that to us yeah but i i, I really like it i mean i so i mean i it's, really like the what i've seen from zelda so far as for the other stuff i mean mario kart it's kind of I, i'm not trying to mean same old same old but yeah excited but still because we all love those titles it, so. exactly i mean yeah. i i you you said it better than i would have because i'm like i don't want to say that it's the the same but same same song and dance but right it, it's not but it is i mean i i guess i'm excited to try it out yes but i definitely won't like if you want one on launch we urge you to reserve it yes. obviously <laughs> because with nintendo's history you know, we are not promoting any particular um company with that oh, we no, no, just no. know from experience yeah you just if trust you want us it, reserve gonna, it yeah you're gonna want to reserve it as soon as possible um me being that I kind of have made a, a New Year's resolution to kind of go to more cons and do more of that stuff, I'd like to try it out somewhere and play mm-hmm. it. And then maybe eventually, months down the road after it comes out, I might be interested in it. But, um, you know, kudos to anybody that wants to get it right away. I, I completely understand their excitement, and, and that's really cool. I'm, I'm really intrigued by the whole hybrid console where you well, have, like, the TV mode and the well, handheld mode. Well, speaking of getting it before we get to that, the price point. What do you think of the price point on it? I mean, $300 is fair if, you know, if it holds up to what they say it's going to hold up to. Okay. The other thing Considering I'm wor- you have a console and a handhold, handheld kind yeah. of in, in one, I think that's a fair price. It is. I mean, they've obviously moved on. They, they obviously took... It seems like Nintendo takes what works and keeps trying to evolve it more and more. Right. Um, the, Wii, the Wii U, the gaming pad, obviously that was a huge inspiration to this. And it definitely... I mean, they vastly improved it. I, I just think it looks interesting. It's I want to see how well it's implemented. That's right. that's kind of my only stepping like where I kind of tap the brakes a little bit on the on on the hype train. I think I think what concerns people is the storage. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, wasn't it supposed to have expandable memory to it? It, it does. Okay. Yeah, and, and but some people have an issue with not having it in the system versus like an external yeah. type of storage. So. I guess it depends on your your thought process on that, and I like that it's not region locked. That is that is definitely yes. nice as well. Because I mean, me being a huge fan of RPGs and that sort of thing, and with all if, consoles, if you were to get one, yeah, I mean, there's sometimes there's games that you want to get that 
you know, come out in Japan first or whatever the case may be. So it is nice that if you want that option, you do have it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, it, it's supposed to have a pretty good lineup, too. I mean, there's there's a lot of chatter about the games that they have announced for it or that are coming out with it. So, I mean, that's definitely... And the third-party support is, I think, the biggest... It's better pl- than... Yeah, it has ...is the been. biggest plus for Nintendo. They've always struggled with that in the past. So, right. knowing that they're getting that third-party support is, I think, one of the best things that they could have right now. Yeah. Going for them. So, I mean, we, we'll probably continue to discuss the... The Switch more so as the weeks Close, go. Well, yeah. closer to it coming out. Yeah, so I mean, yeah. like, like I said, it's Nintendo does a good job of they make something very interesting to where it's kind of you want to see how it works too. Because it's kind of, I want to see how this is going to be implemented. Right. Before I get really excited about it. Yeah. So we'll, we will see what happens with that. So I guess... I guess now it's time for us to discuss... The Court of Owls. And why are we discussing the Court of Owls? Because we're doing a read this. And why... Oh, I, uh, right. Okay, I see where you're going. I'm yeah, sorry. sorry. No problem. Because um, <laughs> uh, recently Gotham mm-hmm. TV show, they um, when they had their, their mid-season break, they um, are doing a Court of Owls storyline. So we thought it'd be kind of cool to, to discuss that right now since it's kind of relevant with currently what you know is going are, on in yeah, the show exactly so and also scott siren greg capullo did an amazing job on this oh, it is yeah. it is one it's of the great it is an amazing storyline kicked off an amazing run which yes. i'd love to talk more about the run but we're only going to f- focus on the Quarter first of all first volume and then a little bit and then the a second. little bit of the second because yep. it has the 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 night of the owls mm-hmm. or the night of owls the conclusion to it and yes we just felt when we were reading it that volume one we could have done, but it just it, the way it ends, it just kind of leads into the the next event. So we figured, why not? Mm-hmm. So I guess we're going to do a quick little kind of review, or we're not going to discuss too in depth for anyone who that, doesn't. That, well, that wants to read it that just hasn't had a chance yet. To. Bingo! Yes. yes. So we're going to do that real quick. Once that is done i would recommend for people to go we'll out and read spoiler 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 yeah well we we'll recommend for people to go out and read it if they don't want anything spoiled yes. and tune in probably we will have i say the final four minutes would be safe the final four minutes will be us wrapping up and discussing a few other things that yes. will not be spoiler yeah so with that let's get into just i mean i if you're a batman fan and you haven't read this yet I don't know what to tell you aside from go out and read it right now. Yeah, it is really good. It is a great story. And it's a great it's a great jump off for anybody that maybe wants to just start with this. They don't have to have known. Yes. This the- was after the Flashpoint event, part of the New 52, and it basically it's not an origin story. It just picks up sort right. of because there was a whole ambiguous thing about where time was or what stories were taking place when this one kind of Picks up as if, you know, Batman's obviously Batman at this point. He has been Batman for a while now, so it, it also well, is clearly, very welcoming to, yeah, because to new readers, because it had to be. They kind of, um, you know, they have Robin and Nightwing, and they mm-hmm. have a lot of other people. Red, so the, Red the, Robin. the family has been established, the, the yes. Batman family has been established. Yes, and it gives you a nice little, I mean, it, it lets you know who you need to know about, basically, right. for that story. And then, of course, it's he's he's being a detective in it, which mm-hmm. of course is something I love. And looking into this 
I guess, urban legend of the Court of Owls. Yes. And we're not going to get too much into that yet. We're, we're going to get right. into that in a second. But he looks into that and he it's always been this urban legend thing that he's kind of pushed to the side. It's like, it's just a tale. You know, no big deal. This is my city. I'm obviously... Can we talk about yet when he first did it? Or is that... Let's, let's save that for the okay. once, once we... Once we <laughs> jump like, into technically spoiling anything. Once we but... jump into that, so <laughs> so it's a great story. It introduces you know the Court of Owls, and it it just it does a very phenomenal job. And I actually had the privilege of before this came out, the local comic book store in our area actually did like a Skype interview with him, where we got to sit there and ask him questions. And I know that one of the questions like we were asking was, well, who's the villain? He goes, it's an older villain. And people were throwing out like random, like golden yeah. age and silver age villains. He goes, no, an older villain. I'll get into that discussion in the spoiler, but I'm just saying that because we heard that before the first issues came out. And like I said, it was, I, I was just <laughs> amazed with it. And it, I, it was, a, it started off an amazing run by them. So Highly recommend reading this. If you're a Batman fan, don't worry about, you know, oh, well, I'm not up to date on anything. It will give you a crash course on what oh, you yeah, need to know. Because, so, I mean, Ellie, it, you're, I, I'm more knowledgeable on Batman comics and the right. continuity. I, did you have any issue picking this up and no, reading it? No, I did not. I love Batman. I've always loved Batman. But I've, like you said, I've, I've never read a lot mm-hmm. of the, you know, actual comic book series yeah. of Batman. Um, and, and so I, I was able to just, just read it and dive right on in and it took like no time at all to get through it. So it was very smooth. It went really well. And, and not to be mean to Ellie or anything, but she normally does ask me stuff when she's reading certain graphic novels. She'll be like, Hey, I got a question about this character or about this one. I didn't need that. Didn't, in this. Never was asked that no. about it. So it does a good job for as I'm just pointing out, Ellie is not a new reader to comics, but is not very versed in everything Batman. Right. So this was definitely a good point to show that somebody who is not versed was able to pick this up and have no yeah, issue just, getting into it. Yeah, if you just want it. a good Batman story, yeah. It, it definitely did the job. All right, gloves are coming off. We're going to talk about more in-depth stuff now. So yes. if you do not want to hear any more, like I said... I said, read it and then come back and listen to this part of the podcast. Exactly. <laughs> go, go, go listen to our Star Wars one. Yes. Go, go read it. Got other ones you can listen to in the meantime. So, so exactly. <laughs> All right. Clubs are off. Spoiler time. Let's get started with how it opens. Okay. So it opens with an insurrection at Arkham Asylum. Yeah. And, and it has an interesting um, pair up. Yeah, he Bat, Batman's <laughs> there trying to stop it. You see a lot of the lot of his enemies. You know, yes. Riddler. Uh, Professor Pig. The classics. Yes. And then he starts fighting them, and who Who, comes up... Who's he fighting with? Well, who comes up to help him? The Joker's helping him. The Joker and him are teaming up, you know, fighting... (laughs) But you know what's funny? It made me think of the the new Telltale game. Oh, yes. Which I won't say anything else in case you haven't played it. But I'm just saying it it kind of... That made me think of Well, reading this the first time, that really surprised me. I'm like, why is the Joker helping him? And they don't really reference it for a page or two more. (laughs) Don't worry. If I stopped at that page, I would have asked you questions, but I kept reading. (laughs) Exactly, because it it made you want to keep reading. This is a great job by the writer Mm -hmm. to just keep you wanting to keep going with it. So... He has a conversation with Gordon. We're not we're not going to go through everything step right, by yeah. step. It's just the the lead up to. It shows him sitting in the Batcave. I mean, it has him sitting in the Batcave, and all of a sudden you see the Joker again, and he 
He makes a quip about, you know, I always imagined that, that, that you sat in here and were brooding. And I'm going to say I was freaked out. Yeah, because it's like, like, why? What the crap is Joker doing in there? So, so think about this. This is volume one, issue <laughs> one, and it's it's like, it, why is the Joker teamed up with them? And like, what's crazy. going on? And after the flashpoint and everything got mixed up, yeah. you're kind of wondering, what is going on? Bruce, Batman makes a quip back to him about, you know, I'm actually testing out something as this like computer system that's. Yeah, and he's acting like everything's normal. It's all good. And then he continues to talk to the Joker, and then he goes, Dick, you can take off the, the, the mask now. <laughs> and, and then you're like, Oh. So Dick Grayson disguised himself as the Joker yes. to infiltrate Arkham. and I thought that was so, so clever. It, it was a great job because yes. it caught readers that are used to, oh, I've seen everything I can out of Batman right. off guard. Oh, yeah, definitely. But trust me, that's not the biggest thing that catches you <laughs> off guard. Oh. So continuing from there... So continuing from there, he entered Bruce. Enter, Bruce is having a party, and you get to introduce the Bat family that's around at that point. So you get... Uh, of course, Nightwing's there, so Dick Grayson's there. You got um, Red Robin, uh, Tim Drake, and then you got his son Damien all there. The only one that isn't there out of the Bat family direct is Jason Todd, who's, of course, the Red Hood. But he's off he's off gallivanting other places, and Barbara Gordon isn't there. And uh, Batwing, actually, I forgot. He's, in the, he's briefly shown. So... You have him introducing, you know, a whole renovation to the city, you know, being Bruce Wayne about stuff. Right. And it moves on from there to where he has to investigate. He moves on from there and just sort of says that he's going to help, you know, redesign the city skyline. And then it goes to him being Batman and investigating a murder. All right. So he basically goes and joins up with Harvey Bullock, who's investigating a murder where there's been little knives used that have owls on them. And he comes across a message for Bruce Wayne that says Bruce Wayne will die tomorrow. So he got. And they and they found this body and they they realize this body's been dead for a little while. Yeah. So they were like, does that mean tomorrow, tomorrow or is tomorrow already passed? Like, when is tomorrow? But this gets him started on his investigation into yes. the, into, you know, what's going on. And the court of, like, because the court of owls are, are just sort of a fairy tale. Mm-hmm. There's something that, I mean, he doesn't believe too much in and doesn't put too much stock in. Because mm-hmm. the reason why is because he had kind of researched into them before. When his parents were murdered. Yes. So a long time ago when he was a little boy. And like I said, it's just this tale that he doesn't really put too much stock in. And I just want to point out, I mean, I'm not, I'm going to jump ahead real quick, but not to spoil anything. There's no major villains in this, like established villains. There's no, I mean, it's just at the beginning when they're in Arkham, but there's no like the Jokers involved or the Scarecrows involved. It's straight up this organization from here on out. So he does some investigating and basically it turns out that they're real and that they've been sort of running stuff in the background the whole time, which I think is interesting because when I was sitting there and listening to, you know, the interview with him, he said that it's an old villain. I don't think he meant as in one that's established. I think he meant as in one that's been around for a long time. And he, he put it in the universe to where it didn't feel like someone was just shoving in some continuity. Let, right. Like let's fix a continuity error. No, this was put in there in my opinion, very well and very... Well, these this this group 
obviously was around before any of those villains. Exactly. And it was something to where it felt like that this, this was believable to me. It didn't, I didn't, when I was reading this, I didn't stop and go, Oh, they're shoehorning something in. It was, right. it, I kept reading. So I'm like, so wait, you're telling me that Batman who's, you know, basically runs that city and knows almost everything that's going on. Didn't know about these guys. Right. And after, well, and, and, and it's cause it's generations. Yes. Like they, they talk about, you know, great grandfathers and, and all that kind of stuff. So it's it's generations ago. Well, they send out one of their super, basically their super soldier. Right. Talon. Uh, a Talon to yes. try to off Bruce Wayne. And that sort of doesn't go the way it's planned. Um, he, he somehow, I, I'm trying to remember right now. I don't know why I'm blanking. Um, Basically, he, they both are falling out of a window, and ba- and yes. Bruce Wayne, Bruce Wayne and him are falling out of a window after he's attempted to be murdered. If they attempt to murder him, and well, when they're falling, um, Bruce remembers where Gargoyle is, like well, from one memory. of the Guardians is yes. what he refers to them as, the Thirteenth Guardian. And he he's and once again showing how knowledgeable and you know Batman, you know, you you Batman always has a plan and was able to catch himself while the Talon plummets to the ground. Well, while they're taking the body to the hospital, it isn't dead. Right. <laughs> so the Talon wakes up, offs everybody in the ambulance, gets out and goes about his business to continue on while Batman's still investigating, you know, what's going on. Right. So he does more investigating, finds a few of the Talon hideouts. Um, there's there's some stuff going on with um, Dick Grayson's DNA and stuff like that, but I'm I'm just kind of briefing over that. Unless you think it's super important to it, to where they thought that Dick had something to do with possibly trying to murder Bruce. Um, I mean, it, are you talking about how he was he was possibly going to be a talent? We'll, we'll, we'll get to that. I'm okay. talking about there was a there was a, some DNA of his found on the body. So. Oh, because of the yes. Yeah. I mean, the only reason you can briefly mention that is just because it establishes it's, that they've been around for a while. It's building suspense. Yeah, it's building this. Oh, is does, does Dick have something to do with this? Right. So I mean, that's 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 there. Like I said, in the grand story, in my opinion, it doesn't really play just, in too much. Just really quick, it's just Dick's one of Dick's old relatives was a talent. I was going to get to that point. I was just oh, talking about that. Uh, yeah. So. He Batman's doing some more investigating, and one of the talons basically captures him. And apparently, there's a giant maze yes. that the Court of Owls has that they the toss. Labyrinth. Yeah, that they toss uh, Batman in to basically, you know, have him in there, and mm-hmm. he's in there for over a week. Yes, eight days is what they reference. Yeah, because it shows the Bat family, you know, trying to help, you know, trying to, you know, pick up the pieces since he's been gone. And I really like, I don't know if you were going to mention or not, but I I really do like the way they kind of use the the, the, um, the light, the Bat mm-hmm. signal, yeah. um, as a symbol and a beacon for hope for the city. Mm-hmm. Like, even though most people have kind of... Oh, he's not coming. He's not coming. Why do you keep uh, yeah. for Gordon? Yeah, they I ask mean, the, Gordon. The, the criminals and everything don't don't know that he's not coming, right? But. And and Gordon, um, you know, he just he puts he keeps it up there for everybody. I thought yeah, and it shows like Catwoman. It shows uh, yeah, it shows Batgirl. It shows people. like a ton of people, you know, all doing what they can to try to pick up the slack since while he's gone, while he's missing. Yeah, and they don't know where he is. So while he's in this maze, they do a great job writing in the art on this of him basically 
breaking. Oh, they yeah. me- mentally completely almost break him. Mm-hmm. So they send a talent in to finish him off, and he actually puts up a pretty good fight. He gets stabbed. I mean, Bruce does. I mean, sorry, Batman does a lot. I mean, gets a lot, like gets stabbed. You know, does a lot of stuff. But he basically, this is where they come to basically off their their greatest enemy. So it does a great job of because like the comic if you're reading it the pictures are upside down at one point like yes, it, yes. it makes like they did a great job not only writing it crazy but the artist and the way the comic set up is it looking crazy so not well, it's only, very disorienting yes you're which is like, how of course you're turning your head he feels <laughs> when he's in there so they did a great job it was with that really cool i thought that that i don't ever remembering a reading a book where they you know, they actually took the material itself and, and did it sideways, turns it upside down. I was kind of like, what, how do I, what, you know, and it, it kind of put me in that mindset. Exactly. So that, that was, was really a great cool. job. Yes. So he gets out. He basically blows a hole in the floor and yes. escapes. Um, he also, one of the, he escapes with one of the Talon's bodies too. Well, they, they throw the Talon well, in there, but yes. He, he, he has a body it. With yes. him, which is kind of important because it's revealed later that, I mean, he freaks out when he sees it in the mm-hmm. Batcave because Alfred, of course, helps him. And he's examining it and he finds out that it's, as you said earlier, it's Dick Grayson's great-grandfather. Great-great-grandfather. <laughs> also, on another note of, you know, showing how long these people have been around, Alan Wayne was killed by them. Yes. So that's, once again, and that's Bruce's, like, great-great-great-grandfather. So once again, showing that these people have been around for a while and kind of running things from behind the scenes. And like I said, I know I've emphasized this earlier, but it's just really cool to have like what seems like an established established characters that just we just haven't seen, and not even the greatest detective has seen. So I think that that was cool to you know have Batman be kind of vulnerable in that yeah. situation in the maze to where he kind of was losing it. Yeah, no, it was really interesting because you don't see that side of Batman. He's always no. you know he's calm. Oh, he he has you collected. know bad i mean uh, sorry alloway sprayed where he can spray that and make the out al- like it's just he he has a plan Shark for ev- yeah he has a plan <laughs> for everything i mean he still had plans but he was not in the best shape right so from there the court of owls but well sorry i'm skipping ahead you did mention the whole thing about apparently uh dick was supposed to be a night night uh, nightwing was supposed to be a talent like right. they were like before Bruce got him, he was apparently being prepped Destined to, yeah, to be one. Mm-hmm. So, because they took people from like the circus and stuff like that, people who are naturally athletic, athletic, acrobatic, yeah. you know, very talented individuals. And that's how they make them talons. And they basically make them nigh immortal because of the serums and stuff they pump into them. Right. But they're basically kind of slaves, too. Mm-hmm. So. Moving on from there, the Court of Owls decides that it's time for them to basically... Take back the city. Take back the city. So they they send a ton of people, a ton of the Talons to, mm-hmm. to Wayne Manor, which I'm going to tell you now that's not a good decision. But a cool <laughs> thing is this. This was one of the right. big first big crossover events done in New 52 where it involved a lot of the Bat family. It had like the Nightwing title... Batgirl title, like all the other titles involved, you know, this Night of the Owls thing. So we're not going to get into all those off stories. It was just a cool, you know, it was showing what everyone else was doing. We're once again keeping focused on Bruce, who basically has to fight him off in the mansion. Right. 
and everything. And we get to see the bat armor. That was intense. Which <laughs> I, I don't want to spoil anything, but oh that's not gosh. the first, that's not the last bat armor you'll see in this run by Scott Snyder. And the other one that they have is awesome, but this one's cool too. Well, all I can keep remembering is that page where it's just him bursting through the door. Where he's like, get, get out of my Get out of my mansion. Yes, it was amazing. I thought that was really cool. I mean, they the, the armor doesn't last too long. I mean, it, it puts up a good fight, but right. he basically finally gets them out and then decides to take the fight sort of to them at that point. Mm-hmm. Well, um, do we want to talk about how he dismantles basically the talons as far as the ones that are in the mansion itself? Go for it. Um, I mean, Bats. <laughs> well... <laughs> There are bats, yes. Um, but it because of the serum that's in the bodies of the talons. He sprays them with talon away spray. Oh, that's too easy. Darn it. <laughs> they're um they're susceptible to extreme cold. Like extreme cold. So they turn down the cold and I like sub zero. I don't remember exactly what the temperature is, but it kinda puts them in a comatose state. Mm-hmm. Um you know, so that's that's the main main reason how he kind of gets them. But he's got his partner in crime, Alfred. Yes. That's sending out the signals to all the other Bat family to try to save any city officials that are still left because because they're they're going around offing officials. Right. So you see, it's not just going after Batman. Well, it's, I think they did that to distract Batman so yeah. that he couldn't get out get out there and you know try to help. But it was like a. A strategic attack where they were all out there at one time trying to take everybody out. So at this point, we're kind of almost moved into completely to the volume two. Right. Oh yeah. So, in, so if you want to start us off with what's been what happens in volume two, since I was. Well, the beginning of volume two is basically kind of um, what we were talking about with where they're they're um, sending people out to all the different officials mm-hmm. um and you know it's kind of shows little clips of the different people helping to save as many as they can yeah but a lot of them were already off yes so <laughs> you kind of have that part of it he's getting them all out of the you know back cave uses the dinosaur to stomp on a few of them, which is yeah. interesting because everyone knows there's the giant dinosaur that's yes. like, why is that in there? And apparently it's the step on hey, talons. That's right. You never know when you're going to need a dinosaur. So he gets the Batmobile and leaves to try to help, you know, save some of the officials. One of them being character, which we should have mentioned earlier, but the Lincoln character shows up there, finds him stabbed. And he says, I got a message for Bruce Wayne. I guess we presume he dies. Yes. Oh, yes. He dies. So then Bruce Wayne mauls it. So then basically, we're not going to give you everything because there's no. a lot of dialogue and a lot of backstory here. But basically, it tells him to follow the go further down the rabbit hole. Yes. And turns out he was working for the Court of Owls and basically offed a ton of them that night too. The Lincoln character. Right. Lincoln say- March. The reason I'm saying it that way is because he meets up with him later and finds out that he's actually evil. Bum, bum, bum. <laughs> Not just evil, but his evil brother. Bum, bum, bum. Well, maybe. Wait, what? 
<laughs> Maybe. It, it, uh, he claims to be Thomas Wayne Jr. I don't think it ever really definitively says that he is or not. Correct. It does not really say that he is or that he isn't. It kind of is just, you know. At least in what is, what we have read through. Right. And I'm trying to remember. Well, we'll just say as of this point. <laughs> at, at the as of this point of what we have instructed you guys to read with right. us, it does not definitively say. It's a Correct. very left up in the air thing. Yes. So him and Bruce, well, sorry, him and Batman, I keep on saying that for some reason, I don't know why, have an all out fight with each other where he's oh, like yeah. jetting around and just, just an all out slobber knocker fest while they're basically arguing with each other the whole time. Kind of like siblings would. Yes. Dun, dun, dun. True that. And how does does everything wrap up, Allie? So, um, basically, they go back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. And um, this Lincoln slash Thomas guy. um, Junior. (laughs) Sorry, yes, Junior. um, He he basically says that that Batman's had his time. And it's just, it's his time now. To mm-hmm. have the city, um, he tries to kill Batman and um, like throw him in the plane engine. Because yes. his, his his little suit can have he can fly with his suit. Yes. Well, he grabs Batman and takes him up into the air and tries to chuck him into a plane engine that's flying over Gotham because you know put comics. A little, a little little bomb, little bomb on him that went off. I just want to know where he keeps all those. <laughs> It's in the in the belt, the Batman. No, belt. but he like keeps them up <laughs> his, his sleeves too. His utility belt has everything. <laughs> Apparently, um, and you know, Batman always has a plan, like we've mentioned earlier. Um, and there's an explosion, and then as Batman is, he's basically falling, mm-hmm. and he's kind of thinking that this is it. Um, and he goes through the. Basically, they. Bat bomb. Bat bomb, and they Falls start back to the city. falling down, and um, Batman kind of uses his bat rope, and he falls into the building, and then a building, a building, and then the guy comes again, Thomas, and Thomas slash whatever we want to call Lincoln. him, <laughs> and, slash Super Owl. Yes, <laughs> yes, Super Owl, and he basically holds Batman and is like, you know. I've, uh, he he just threw a sticky bomb type thing. He's throwing a few of them out. Yeah. As Super Al Thomas is right. throwing sticky bombs because he's basically confident in I've I've I'm just gonna end this now. And well, and he's thinking, you know, Batman's not gonna come back, but since he has the stuff in his blood, his serum, that he'll he'll come back. He'll come back. So he'll live through this eventually. So he's holding on to Batman because. He's like, I'm going to hold you here and make sure that <laughs> you're going down when this thing explodes. And then Batman is always... Batman. Does some eye gouging. A little, little bit of nasty eye stuff. And um, that kind of throws him out, the owl guy, off of his guard. Yeah. And he kind of gets away in that aspect. Um, but the mysterious thing is, of course... After everything's said and done, and they go back they to the building, they couldn't find the body. They could not find the body. No bones, no nothing. So, like, like this guy completely just vanished. vanished. Yes. 
Um, and then I, I love, I love the way it, it goes back like days later, weeks later, and then him and, and Dick have a nice heart to heart, heart to heart talk. There's a lot of those in Snyder's run in the beginning, if I remember correctly, because this yeah. is followed up by the uh, death of the family, mm-hmm. which is a very good story line, but that's something possibly for another day. I, I So overall, let's let, let's just have a discussion since we've kind of gone over the bullet points of this story. I mean, went into a little bit of detail on certain items, but I, I guess the bullet points are this. It, it does a great job of um, introducing a lot of new people to Batman, introducing a villain or villain syndicate that we just were never aware of right. before. So that's definitely interesting. And finally, I mean, do you think they're going to bring a lot of the aspects of this to the TV show since that's why we... I mean, I'm curious about the one part, because um, we didn't really mention too much about it, because it's not that big of a, a thing, but, uh, you know, they they do mention the Whisper Gang mm-hmm. in the Court of Owls comic book, and they do mention that in the TV show. Yeah. Um, and, you know, they they do set up the Court of Owls as this thing that's been around for generations, and they kind of do that in the TV show. My curious thing is, is um, right after the kind of the end of the story... Uh, when he has the heart-to-heart with Dick. They do go into several pages of a setup with Alfred's father and how he kind of got um, a introduction of the Court of Owls yeah. and warned Alfred to, to never come here and he wanted him to stay as far away of this cursed place as possible. Yeah. possible so i'm kind of curious if they're gonna send... implement that yeah because alfred's a pretty big thing in the gotham tv series so i'm curious if they're going to continue with that or not but all right so i guess to sum it up great first entry into a very impressive run i mean i'm i'm still reading through some of it like the later stuff myself mm-hmm. and it, it is they just do such an amazing job they have a great fight with batman versus the just the entire justice league later on there's a great storyline involving the joker scott snyder and greg capullo's run on this was amazing yeah and and me being someone that's not as familiar with batman stuff it was easy to pick up i i definitely want to continue and read more and i know they've done the whole new rebirth but if you want a good storyline to pick up this would definitely be it yeah i love it so definitely, like I said, great read. So with that, we're going to move on to a few quick shout-outs to some, to some stuff, and then we're going to wrap things up here. Okay. So if you're tuning back in now, of course, we're done discussing it. So, yay. <laughs> um, but I just want to give you know a few quick shout-outs. Like I said earlier, definitely giving some shout-outs to the Brokebot Mountain Podcast. Uh, they, they of course, gave us the thing earlier, and they've been a great help to us. Yeah. Um, Rumor Flies is supposed to be coming back. I think they're probably going to have a new episode the same day this one's out, so definitely check them out. They're a great group of guys, you know, discuss, you know, where urban legends and rumors and stuff like that came from, you know, old wives' tales, you know, just <laughs> kind of giving you the, the, the lowdown, giving, doing the research so you don't have to. They, like I said, I can't wait to see what they they do this year, so definitely check them out. There will be links to all these in the down below. And 
um, definitely check out the Down the Hall podcast. They recently, aside from the Pixar um, episode, they did one where they did the Edge of Seventeen movie. Oh, okay. And they actually got to interview one of the actors from it. So that was really cool. So they did the review and then they did the interview with the actors. That was actually really cool. So check them out. The link will, of course, be down below. For I'm not not the link. Sorry. Their Twitter thing will be down below. Yeah. And they post constantly about that stuff. All of them do. So we'll have those links to their Twitter down below. So check those out. And like I said, we can't thank you guys enough for all the help you gave us with the Star Wars episode. We're very excited about that. And we just, like I said... I, I love Batman. Ellie, I'm trying to get convinced to, to to read some more of the Scott Snyder run. So I think I got her started on it with by, <laughs> by doing this. You got your hooks in me. So with that, I guess we're going to tell them the best ways to get a hold of us. Okay. And those would be? Well, you can see us um, at on Twitter at ZingThis. And you can also find us on Facebook, ZingThis. Uh, you can also find us on SoundCloud, of course, saying this, iTunes, Stitcher, Tuned In Now, Google Play. So we've got a few things out there. And and we've been saying this for a while, but we really do mean it. We're going to start doing some more stuff on our Instagram, too. We're, 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 we're getting there. We're, yeah. we're getting there. So another great way to get a hold of us is, of course, the Instagram is at Zing, at Zingness Podcast. Mm-hmm. Our email is Zingness at gmail.com. And our Patreon, and if you want to support us, you can go to Patreon to patreon.com slash Zingness. Right. Final little quick note. If you are from our hometown area, which is in Virginia, and if you know where that is, then we just want to give a quick shout out to 8-Bit Oasis, which is a little gaming store in the town. Yeah. Definitely go check them out. They have, you know, current gen games. They have and older old stuff. stuff too. Yes. So if you want to get in on the RPG discussion and get some great games head over there to well, 8-bit and they, oasis and they also have board games and mm-hmm. so not just not just cards as well so yeah. they, they they have a wide range of gaming stuff so definitely go check them out we just wanted to give a quick shout out to them because they're going to be helping us hopefully very shortly in the future with some stuff so we just want to give a shout out and thanks them and send some some people their way so go check out 8-bit oasis yeah so with that i guess it's time for us to say dj golden boy Play us out.